Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking bitch and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started with Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. Oh, you were at Wonga's house, Craig. Yes. That's Wonga. Wait, this is, oh, that, isn't that Wonga's bedroom? It is. Okay, so let's get this straight. So They both just woke up. Recording now. Craig yeah, I can hear you up. now. He's in Wonga's, Craig shows up. He's in Wonga's bedroom. He's calling over his shoulder to Wonga, who apparently is in the shitter. Yeah, Wonga's in terrible. the shitter. He's, he's not in bed behind me. Which what brought you was... to Wonga's house so early in the morning? <laughs> I stay overnight. Oh, did you? <laughs> How bad does that sound? Is the bed comfy? Well, this is the thing. This is the first time I've come into his bedroom. I was down on the couch. But you normally don't come into the bedroom, do you? <laughs> is one a tender? Uh, I think no he'd be tender. No wonder his ass is killing him. I don't know. <laughs> he certainly would be super tender. That's so out of hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Stop talking about me, he said. You're it's the big spoon, right, Pedger? Hi, how are you? Good. So, yeah, you just jumped on, um, Dubs. And, yeah, so, so Wonga is otherwise engaged <laughs> he, he can't leave his washroom right now apparently oh no yeah, yeah. Morning, morning so yesterday he had i don't know he had the salad quinoa salad and dressing and all this and then last night we went out and he filled his belly with 
beer and pizza and wings and another salad. And he got up this morning. He said, oh, my God, so bad. He goes, I had a lot of salad yesterday. <laughs> what the fuck? Salad. It's you blamed salad it on the court. salad. Yeah. It's I the mean, roughage. Why, why does the salad always get blamed? I know. Oh, it must have been the dirty water they cleaned it with, eh? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely not the beer or the wings. That's for sure. No. No, never really you never blame the beer the wings. wings well as it stands right now there's four of us uh, jc's in mexico speaking of uh, diarrhea i'm sure he's having some there as well um <laughs> the whole month. Dubs. <laughs> speaking um, of diarrhea <laughs> we've got a ton to get to today a ton to get to today but let's start off with you know it's called news and dubs for a reason it's, it's all about dubs amy walsh um Big week for you, Dubs. Finally, <laughs> the, the top secret the thing you, you couldn't talk about for so long. Yeah. You could actually go public with. And it really affects uh, the women's game in Canada. Please divulge your week. My week, yeah. So um, Tuesday, we met with the the PF, which is it's called like Perform Performance Excellence Feminine. So it's basically the Quebec Rex. Can you say that again, please? Uh, it's basically the Quebec Rex. And uh, so we, we met with them and we met with their parents and, and, and said that officially they're going to be coming under the umbrella of the club. And so it was a really emotional meeting and great to chat with the parents and great to see the girls again and got to watch the practice. And then Wednesday was the official announcement. So like you said, it's it's uh it's been a long time coming. Like that's over two years since I've been unofficially talking to the club and working on 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 moving this and, and pushing it over the line. Way to so, go. Yeah. Thanks. Congratulations. That's amazing. So, so, sorry to be uh, naive here, but so, so what does this mean exactly? Can you break it down exactly what it means? Well, initially now it doesn't really mean anything. Though well in in their leagues they'll play with the CF Montreal jerseys which okay. is cool, um, which they're thrilled to do. Um, it'll be great to see them as well. And they did that in France. And then there will be a transition period. So May 31st to August 31st, it will, they'll remain in Laval. They'll um, obviously during the, during the summer, they're no longer in Sporit Sud. So they practice a little bit differently. Their schedule is a little bit different, but they have their, their league games. And then officially on September 1st, that will be um, kind of kicking off the new season um, where they'll be, they'll still be out in Laval eventually because Nutrila is CF Montreal's training center. It's too small to have both boys and girls programs there. So for the moment, they're good out in Laval. They're well supported. They have lots of fields. They have lots of locker rooms. The infrastructure there is good. They will remain there. And then hopefully in, in the not too far away future, they'll, we'll have both teams under the same roof eventually. Okay. So, so help me understand this. So when you said you were talking to the clubs, are you, what do you mean? Are, are you taking the best players at different age groups and they're going to represent CF Montreal and play under that umbrella? So they'll just, all the best players will come together and sign with CF, CF Montreal or are they on their own? I, explain that to me, how, that, how that's going to work. Well, the, the Rex program, they're already at the U15 level. They're already, out of, they're already pulled out of their clubs. But the Rex level, is that provincial? Yes. So they won't be representing the province anymore. They're going to be representing CF Montreal. Yes, but they also have a club. So they play um, as the PEF or the Quebec Rex 
in right. a U21 AAA league, which is what the U15 team competes in, and then yeah. the PLSQ or the newly branded League One Quebec. They have well, a club team. Those U17 girls play in that league. Representing CF Montreal. Yes. Now gotcha. that that's okay. what will what will change. And then the 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 really great thing for me. So all about leveling the playing field providing an equitable offering is that for the first time, these young women who are part of the program will not have to pay for it. The club will be removing that pay to play aspect, which to me is, is massive. It's just the first step. And Quebec soccer, it has to be noted, has done a a very good job um, upholding and running these programs. And now the club just seeks to bring it under its umbrella. Um, You know, obviously equity is, is a huge thing, visibility investment. So they give them, we want to make the program better, bring it into the professional environment and, and give them everything the boys have, but then increase their offerings in terms of what they're exposed to, the teams they play, trips they go on, and then the funding that they can receive um, within the club. Uh, more questions. I've never seen a more engaged Jimmy Brennan on a news and notes. Go ahead. Because I'm you're not wrong. normally you're talking too much and I never get to ask questions. <laughs> Fuck off. All right. Fuck off. Go ahead. <laughs> So these these players will train or they'll they'll still represent the clubs that they're with, right? Well, the the club that they're with is technically the Quebec Rex, and they play within existing leagues in Quebec. Right. So they're going to play with their own teams, but then they'll come together and represent CF Montreal for League One Quebec, the PLSQ, which is now League One Quebec, right? No. So they, they've been pulled into the mix here. So they go to school in the morning and they train in the afternoon. So they're right. no longer with their childhood their club, club or their local clubs. They've been oh, pulled okay. out. Okay. Got you now. Yes. And so that, that doesn't, that remains unchanged. Yeah. So last year, what's good about this year is that the 15s didn't have a place to play. And that was an issue players were leaving because in order to progress, in order to, to, to develop, you need to play. Yeah. So the 15s now are in the U or AAA U21 league here in Quebec. Right. In that circuit. And then the the U17s play in League 1 Quebec. Gotcha. So the 15s That, that will not change, just their their uniforms have changed. That's it. Gotcha now. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. We so can edit all that essentially, out. Essentially. <laughs> no, that's good. That's interesting. That's good. So that, so mm-hmm. essentially it's, it's the professionalizing of, of girls soccer in the province and a better pathway through cf montreal to you know whatever lies beyond that if anything that's essentially what it is yeah so a, a springboard to to making them better citizens exposing them to different things um because they're not all going to go play pro but mm-hmm. that exposure that visibility that investment hopefully leads a greater percentage of them to know not only maybe play for the youth national team or the national team eventually, but, you know, go to the States, the NCAA still remains a, a viable route or to Europe with the connections that the club has there. So or with project the, eight, or project eight, project eight. So the U 17s now are going to play in that PLSQ mm-hmm. right now. What happens when they're eight? No, I'm deadly serious here. Cause I want to, <laughs> I know. it's just, it's, it's so refreshing. That's <laughs> I want to understand how it works. So now what if, what if, uh, one of the girls is 18, 19, and where does she go next? Because that PLSQ is open age. Can they still play in that 
in that team if they're 18, 19, or after 17, is it, okay, see you later, you're on your own, off to university, or the next group's coming through? Yeah. Or that, have, we gone, have we gone that far? I, I think both. We, we haven't gotten that far. I think initially, so the first offering is, is that there's this women's program as part of the club academy, and it's the existing age groups in the 15s and the 17s. So now it's about filling that gap where we've talked about all the time on, on this podcast about, especially for young women, there's no place for them to play. So if they're most of the time you're seeing, these are the real elite crop of players in Quebec. They're, they've got somewhere to play after high school. They're going somewhere anyway. Yeah. So now it's just about expanding the offerings to that group. So there will be the outlier occasionally because in Quebec, and I've talked about this before as well, the language itself, if you're a, a unilingual francophone, sometimes you don't want to go to an American school. Sometimes you, you, you can't or you feel like you can't. So that's a real barrier to entry for what used to be the, the only viable route for you in order to succeed or be seen or scouted by the national team. That used to be a condition. If you were a young woman coming out of Quebec and you didn't go to an NCAA school and you chose to stay here and you played at a university locally, they would just refuse to entertain you as a player, even if you were blowing up records because you weren't in their eyes in the best circuit available. Hmm. So now the club and, and for me, um, you know, I know Rian's working for D uh, Rian Wilkinson. Um, they're, they're trying to create um, the, the infrastructure and the, the pyramid and the tiers that would lead up to the peak of the pyramid, which would be project date in 2025. So that tier two level is there's nothing there. So how do you funnel in that talent? How do you create the infrastructure to continue to develop these players? Because really only the best will play in project eight, that offering will be there, which is fabulous. But then a lot of players again will be, will be left out. So how do you continue to develop that talent? Because maybe somebody at the age of you're saying 17, 18, 19, that no longer has a place in that Academy, but maybe falls out of that player pool for Bev um, or the youth national teams, she will continue to develop, but she needs a place to play. So, you know, do, do the league ones come in and create more of a tier two situation um, or do you create reserve teams in academies that exist, say in, in Vancouver and in, uh, in Montreal, and you over time make that more robust so that you really continue to foster the development of our young women. Now, long-term is project eight trying to compete as one of the best leagues in the world, or are they going to be in the level worth where you look at Canadian premier league men and that, whether we like it or not, it is a, is a development league. It's, it's, it's a feeder league to, you know, obviously making that sort of money, you're going to go elsewhere if you're good enough. Is that, uh, what are the ambitions for the league? Because, I mean, we're watching Europe just grow and grow, that the club level, we've watched international women's football grow, but now the club level, and we'll talk about the Champions League in a bit, um, is blowing up as well. How are they going to compete? Because with Chelsea got deep pockets, Wolfsburg, Barcelona, these have, you know, how are they going to be able to do that? Yeah, that's going to be a challenge initially, but I think you see a, a country that's so desperate for a domestic pro league, the only team in the top 20 that doesn't have one, that you finally get one. But the, the silver lining in all that is you get to start a league and in its infancy is going to learn from the mistakes that perhaps other leagues have made. And initially you're going to, you're going to be pulling in and, and offering comparable salaries and environments to, to leagues in Europe. You're never going to be able to compete with maybe the deep pockets, 
but maybe mm-hmm. you can compete with um, with what you're offering them in terms of, of a salary. So you're you're going to seek to get um, you know a few national team players on each team, um, and then and then the very best perhaps youth player. So maybe initially you know you can draw that comparison with a CPL, but I think right off the hop it hopes to be one of the one of the best leagues in in the world, and I think it has to be. You want it to be sustainable. But so you don't want to throw all your eggs in in the basket. Like when I was in in WSA, that's which started after the '99 World Cup. I mean, they just blew through that money, right? With only eight teams, and the league went belly up two or three years later. So you, you can't do that. You you can't have it fail. But initially, very much, I think I've heard Diana say they want to compete with the very best leagues in the world. Prior to uh, the whole Project Eight announcement, NWSL was the big name in this country. And where will it go if it comes to 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 Canada, if if MLSC, for example, or some other you know big corporation decides to to put a bid in for a franchise, NWSL, isn't that at this point then a slap in the face of Canadian domestic women's soccer? Because if Project Eight, de- you know, is determined to compete with the best leagues in the world, that includes NWSA, SL, right? What if suddenly a franchise is bought and brought in Canada? Would, would, would the CSA sanction that, do you think, now, given Project 8 and sanctioning that as a professional league? Well, we heard Nick Bontis say on this show, and we interviewed him, that you just have to meet the standards, right? And then their job is to just sanction. So if they were to do that, I think, great, say MLSC as an example, I think up until this point, they've showed zero interest in developing the women's game, no matter what the sport Right. So I don't see that happening and I'm not dodging your question, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's very, very, very disappointing talking about um, deep pockets. I just saw your name, Craig Forrest, Dan Wong's diarrhea. Think of diarrhea. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't write it. <laughs> it is longer. I, that's great though. That's a way to avoid the question. Just <laughs> talking about Wong's diarrhea. Right. But, yeah. but if we're talking about deep pockets in Canada, there's no better example than, than MLSC. What the fuck are they doing? What are they doing? Right? If they're, anybody they're, they're was going to take GMs the lead here, hiring hockey GMs and firing mm. Raptors coaches and yeah. not hiring so Raptors coaches. Easy to even just make it a, a really um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it wouldn't have to be the primary focus. It could almost be, I mean, women's women's football is and women's sports is is continually an afterthought, but I mean, it would just take so little of their time mm-hmm. and their investment and, and they could gain so much for it, but they don't from it, but they don't see that they don't have the foresight to, to do it. They, they didn't even, they didn't invest in the, the women's uh, hockey league either, did they? I don't think so. No. Well, they're still paying Mike Babcock, aren't they? I think. Was yeah, that deal finished now? Probably. <laughs> David Clarkson? No, I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's in, I mean, you, you would think that the NWSL door is now closed. You would think in, in Canada, right? With the sanctioning of, of Project. You would hope so. I mean, that would be really weird. Yeah. It would no, be just would so be. strange. And, and mm-hmm. it would be so um, tone deaf, I think, as well. So yeah. it, hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. So and almost, start, almost you know, spiteful. Right? I, I say so. Yeah, it absolutely. Would, it would be like, not only are we, have we not been interested up until this point, but we're going to stick it to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we, if you backtrack, it actually sort of happened with the men's game. The Vancouver 86ers were still around. And when Toronto <clears throat> MLSE and uh, who was it? Uh, Petty at the time 
were considering bringing MLS. We caught wind of it at Sportsnet. They were willing to do an interview. So Jerry went down to MLS. I went with them, did an interview with Petty, and they're like, "Yeah, we're you know just checking it out, whatever." But I got a call from the West Coast, Bob Benarduzzi, saying, "Oh my God, this is going to kill us. We're the '86ers, and how are we going to survive?" And blah blah blah. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then, holy shit, it worked. And next thing you know, Vancouver, well, Paul Leonard Doozy has been working for the MLS team ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Smart man, right? He saw the writing. Yeah. So MLSE were, you know, at that time seen as doing the same thing to the men's game. Uh, If they did that with the the American League, it would be kind of the same thing. And I think that they would be stepping on the toes. That's not what we need. We tend to do that all the time in this country over football. Yeah, but it's a no-brainer in terms of development. Oh, for you know, sure. One, one NWSL team and how many Canadians do you affect? Not only in players on the pitch or referees or or coaches, but the ecosystem that surrounds that team. If you weigh that against a league with eight teams and everything that you need to support those eight teams and how many Canadians um, you you affect and you and you encourage, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you you do foresee, don't you, you know, a Champions League set up as well, though, pretty soon. Project 8, whatever we call that league, and NWSL, that's a great tournament, right? That could be a lot of fun. There's such a potential for partnership between those two leagues, and I'm sure that's something that Dan is talking about, you know, in great detail right now, how that looks. Um, so that's exciting, but let's just uh, let, don't, don't stick the middle finger up at Canadian soccer by bringing a, an American franchise from a, a, a relatively established league and say, hey, we're doing this now. No, don't do that. That won't go down very well. Anyway, um, I think we've given Dubs enough of a platform that she doesn't need to you know, get angry at us now for our response to the CS <laughs> audit. Yeah, <I> <laughs> <laughs> Can you skip that yeah. now? Yeah, yeah that, that didn't that? get very many responses on the dark web. <laughs> to, ooh, which, which again to around is, that topic is par for the course anyway but that's okay <laughs> hey listen we're, Guys, we're just anybody? we want to see we are open-minded unlike yourself amy and we want to see the results before judging what we need to judge on i okay? just wonder what amy was doing before she got on their dark our dark web what were you doing all the years before that because you spent a awful long time on there <laughs> she had her own dark web by herself therapy, talking it? to herself yeah, Three yeah. different aliases, just going back oh, and forth. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But, but we, hey, listen, you, you've, you've brightened up the dark web, I think. Have oh, I? Shit. Or am I yeah, just you a have. thorn in, I'm a thorn in the collective side of Footy No, Prime. you're not. No. No, see, you we, have this other, we have the alternate the on the dark, dark web. Dark. We, we have the alternate dark web, right? But we don't really ever use that now because we prefer the dark web 2.0 sure. with Amy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we generally, but, seriously, we really do. But the best is when she's she's got like twenty five different lines, and then all of a sudden, guys, really, okay? And I'm like, fuck, I can't keep up with all this. <laughs> oh, we know you go missing. I do go missing <laughs> days at a time. Sometimes, like, Jimmy, okay? You know how long I have to scroll to go back, and then I just give up. I'm like, oh, I can't, can't be. Yeah. Bad Listen, generally speaking, it's all comic gold. It's comic gold. Makes yeah. me laugh. Hey, Jimmy, who's in the, the Champions League final, women's final this year? What's that? Mm-hmm. Who's in the women's Champions League final in Europe this year? He's madly Googling. You no, obviously but... didn't go He didn't go back up the thread far enough, did he, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> I'll so tell who you, you got? about it. Who you got, Jimmy? I'm going to take Barcelona to beat Wolfsburg. 
Hey, nice. Jimmy, we gotta go. Thank you very much. There were some exciting games. Hey, this is Sarah Peraria. Which you know nothing about. Chat. Room 442 this week. There's a great interview yesterday, actually, between Amy and, and Sarah Peraria about women's soccer and, in particular, the Women's Champions League. So if you are hoping to find out, you know, get some real details about, you know, this match, um, we will talk about it now. But also, Sarah and, and Amy really got into it. Um, it's it's, a, it's a, obviously coming off the FA Cup last weekend. Um, it's a massive match, obviously. Barcelona, big favourites. Is there any way Wolfsburg can find a, Wolfsburg can find a way to get over there and surprise Barca? I think so, it's especially how well they did against Arsenal and the, the brand of football that they play. They're going to be happy to let Barca have the ball. They know that they're going to dictate the pace of the game, but they have the ability to go to go quick and transition. So the counterattack is going to be massive. So it's going to be about whether they can capitalize on those chances when they get them because they're going to be few and far between. They won, they won Wolfsburg won back-to-back, and they went 13, 2014, I think. Which are since then? Have they won it? I'm not even sure. No, they've no. been runners up a number of times, though three or four times. Oh, they're I always think. there, aren't they? They're there yep. about quarters, yep. semis. And they've got something to prove because they lost the league to Bayern. Oh. Yep. So oh, no. all of a sudden, this Champions. Muscles, are they? I mean, I mean, I mean, Champions League final always means everything, but maybe now they've got that added chip on their shoulder and something additional to prove. Germany's you know, women's program has always been really strong internationally. Um, wh- where's their league at at this point compared to the, the Super League as compared to Spain? I mean, is it, is it well, it's obviously legitimate. Wolfsburg's a great team, but mm-hmm. is, is, it, is it in the same kind of, held the same respect levels as uh, SL? And... Uh, I mean, parity is always an issue in all of those leagues that you just mentioned. You know, you've got your your Barca's and your Reals in the in the La Liga, and and now all of a sudden the WSL. Like the last three years, um, Chelsea has won it on the last day, right? Or like this year, that was their that penultimate game against Arsenal that really decided it, and then they went on nice to win. Word. But it, they thank you so much. They had to, inspired by you. They had to go on and they had to come out and do it, get the result on on the final day. But Chelsea gets the win because they collected, I think, out of that top four. Um, so the three Champions League spots are uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U. Man U with an excellent season this year. They go on to Champions League next year. And City drops out of that top three. But that's a four-team race out of the 12. But they collect 13 points versus those kind of top four teams. But then to go back to Germany, um, you know, it's Wolfsburg and Bayern. And then in, to go back to Chelsea again. So they lose Pernil Harder and Magda Eriksson they sign at Bayern Munich. So, you know, if you're looking for a team or uh, a player's looking for a competitive league, sure, you go to teams like Wolfsburg and Bayern. It's going to be a highly professional environment, well-supportive, well-supported, rather. But are all of the games over the course of your season going to be truly challenging? Probably not. You know, so I think that's where the WSL really is, is winning out now. Um, when, when players are looking to see, you know, where, where's my next contract going to be? What's the best setup for me, for my development, for me to continue to make strides? So, you know, you look at Ashley Lawrence not resigning at PSG, like heavily rumored to be going to Chelsea herself. Um, but I think, you know, the, the, all the suitors that were on the table, we talked about this, or the ones that presented themselves. Barca was one. I think um, uh, Bayern was the other. 
NWSL, I don't think, can really compete now with those top-level players because they don't have that Champions League to offer mm-hmm. to these players. Mm-hmm. So WSL, to me, is, is winning out there over the other top leagues and the top teams in those leagues. One thing is uh, interesting as well. The team's got a long way to catch up when you look at Chelsea and the uh, last day of the season, Fleming and Buchanan, they didn't even start that game. They didn't play mm-hmm. it, right? How deep are they? I mean, that's those are two very, very good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Buchanan coming off an injury, I, I think I think that's why she doesn't get that start. But uh, but next year mm-hmm. she'll be looked to as one of those starting center backs for sure, especially with Erickson yeah. on her way out. And then, but where does you know Lawrence will come in? And I think she's one of the best mm-hmm. um, fullbacks in in the world in in the women's game. But you're still going up against uh, Guru Wrighton on the left or uh, a Paraset on the right. Um, so, you know, really competitive, but maybe that's, that's where you need to be because you, you know, that on the training pitch every single day, you're going to be pushed and that's where, that's where you're going to improve. Oh, Amy, let me ask you a question right now. You're, you're an 18, 19 year old Amy Walsh. Right. Yeah. Getting into it right now. You've got lots of attention over in Europe. Is there a league that intrigues you where you won't go? That's the league I want to go play in right now as a, as a young Canadian. Yeah, I think it's the WSL. The WSL, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do they take a young Amy Walsh is the issue. Well, they'd be stupid not <laughs> yeah. to. Everybody yeah. needs a Amy Walsh. Just yeah. for a social yeah. media profile alone. And the shirts you could sell. Yeah, yeah forget about the engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Do you no, think but your, another... your, your game, your, your rambunctious style of football would, would, would work in, in the modern game? Or would you be like just a, you know, a card-hungry disaster in that midfield hey i think i think it would be it would be both i would be both of those things but you i think you always do need an, an inform amy walsh profile player Absolutely on, you on your team oh, yeah you you really do is it going to be you know the the headline contracts and the signings no but is there a need for that type of player 100 percent as opposed to the Jimmy Brand as they show up for every three games and, you know, That's looking at Big time Charlies. Yeah, yeah, big time Charlies. <laughs> shorts all rolled up, looking at the... Hey, one thing I was consistent in, and I worked hard. That was one thing. Off the pitch, I loved to have a laugh and a little joke around, but when it was time to work, I worked. I know. We know, Jimmy. We know. Come on. You, we don't, just, you don't make it to your level. And, <laughs> you don't make it to your level and not no. work hard. No, but being exactly. being on the pitch, and I and I played in that game yesterday. I was red in the face. I don't know if you saw the the photo that well I see of Montreal kind of uh, alumni. But I mean, there were there were fewer yesterday because the the first team's traveling. But employee game, like it was boiling hot, playing on turf. But what a laugh! So much fun. So I worked hard too, Jimmy Brennan. That was kind of my calling card. But I also had so much fun training and playing, taking the piss out of my teammates and playing those little competitive small-sided games like is the best. So there was a lot of swearing on, on the field yesterday. That has not gone out of my game. I'm sure I frightened a lot of people at the club. They're like, who the fuck is this girl? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I pulled my ass, you guys. I'm injured. Pardon? I pulled Pardon my me? ass. <laughs> Oh, okay, so you were playing in the little yeah, pickup game well, yesterday, yeah. right? Stop. You didn't have a sleepover uh, longer as well, did you? Because his ass is killing. <laughs> so you're feeling rough today, are you? You've got an ass, a sore ass, like Wonga. 
Yeah, like my my legs are sore just from doing because there's being in shape, and I consider myself being in shape. Like I lift and I work out, and I, that's important to me. But soccer fitness and and form is its own category. Like can I you tell was us more about gassed. the injury. <laughs> yes, can I tell you more <laughs> the, about my and ass? the treatment for said injury? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the treatment that. for said injury is has been me rolling on those on those massage balls. I'm sorry. Don't what? Take that, don't take that quote out of context. <laughs> What's going on here? Don't sorry, talk about my ball again. No, but I, I, I got the ball from the back in the midfield. I went to my left, and then I opened my body up and tried to thread a pass through the through the back line with my right foot, so my hips were opened up. And as I like, I externally rotated my right leg. Fuck off, Jimmy! And like don't extended my leg at the same time. And I did something to like my glute. Mm. like my high hamstring like right at the bottom of your like your ischial tuberosity like the bottom of your of your pelvis like what oh, you sit can you show on us, right can you show us amy <laughs> i will not be showing you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i but i'm sore and now i need treatment because then i had to coach last night and coach my twins and i did everything left-footed which wasn't good for everybody anybody you the really busiest <laughs> mom in the world <laughs> yeah. i think all moms are operating kind of to a similar yeah. degree, right? Yeah. So, so you you enjoy those little pickup games. You enjoy alumni games. I mean, I don't know how many you play each year. Charity games, celeb games, whatever. I mean, is that something that you you look forward to? And how? Where's your game now? Where are you at? I mean, aside from not being quite as match fit as you may have been when you were eighteen, mm -hmm. nineteen. Where's your game at? Can you still throw the pass? I can. Yeah, pretty good. Is it as consistent as it should be? Probably not. Is the weight of the pass as good as it can be? No. Because it's just you're just not honing those skills as as often as you should, right? But no, that touch is still there, and the the competitiveness is certainly still there. If you yeah. put some but, time in, got your fitness back, is yeah. there any chance, any chance of a comeback? Oh God, no. No. Project Eight first signing. Yeah. That team would be bottom of the table. For Listen, the first you're, year. you're you're not much you're not much older than Sinky, and and she will be playing in Project Eight. So we hear. So hey. Doable. I'm, I'm I think possible. like nine years older than Sinky. Yeah, years? that's just nine years. Nine years is nothing in professional yeah. sports. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, you, Jimmy? Do you enjoy playing? Uh, still enjoy playing? Uh, no, you don't. No interest. You don't like it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I have a little mess around once in a while, but. But why or, don't you? You haven't got that. Is it the competitiveness? You don't. You can't obviously duplicate that. Is that what it is, or do you just feel it hurts? Like it hurts, it? hurts too much now. Nah. After you run on my knees, my hips hurts a lot. That's why I, I walk an awful lot now. Yeah. And I have a light, light jog. I think the last alumni game, well, I played in the, the Hong Kong Sevens Masters a few years back with the, the Nottingham Forest Legends team. And that was, that was awesome. What a trip that was. That was amazing. Loved it. I've never been hotter in my life. And I, and I overheat. Really when would bad. that have been? What year? That was maybe about five years ago. It was a great, we made it to the final and then we just, we had nothing left in the tank. Probably because we went out the night before. In a row. Yeah. But it was great. It was, it was amazing. It was like teams, you know, the legend from, from Italy, from Spain, from England, from all over the place. Mom, hey, I'm, on, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> Hey Craig, did you do you read about this yesterday? Um, so there's a West Ham alumni uh, team. West Ham was there as well. 
Well, they're, exactly. they were playing in the States yesterday. I think it's the States against a team. And there was um, a racial slur thrown out against one of the West Ham players. And Anton Ferdinand, who was captaining the team, walked his team off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just saw it before we got on air today. I haven't read the, the, the full story. Um, but yeah, take a look at that. So taking so the a, first a time actually there. somebody walks off as a Legends game. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was really, really bad. Because I know uh, Mar Marlon Harewood was there, so I'm going to try to give him a call to find out what, what went on. Yeah, do that. Get, get Marlon on the show, man. He was, he was some player. Yeah. It'd be great to go on. What Craig, happens you, in, you in the... Sorry, Sharm. I was right. going to say, if it happens in a Legends game, the captain walks the players off. Where where was Real Madrid's captain when, when Vinny yeah. Jr. was getting racially abused? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. more precisely. It's one how does that, how does that even happen in, in a Legends game? It was some American team that they were playing against. Yeah, I believe the so, yeah. They got kicked out of the, out of the tournament, Matt, but it just shows the Crazy. ignorance. It's so stupid, honestly. Um, Craig, you have no interest in playing, do you, any, any alumni games? <laughs> or do you? Well, yes and no. The injuries after, you feel good when you say, oh, yeah, you get out there in the first five minutes, you feel great. Look at Amy here. Look, she can't even get out of her seat right now. Because my ass hurts, man. i got to sit. <laughs> i got to change the way I'm sitting. Yeah, you, you're in a bad way. Yeah, you cross <laughs> your legs. Bad I couldn't way. watch my legs. My hip would throw, get thrown out. <laughs> But you know, I actually when I came back, I got this. The, we we're playing at this uh, Claire Lee, I think it was called, the indoor uh, facility with boards and all that. And uh, got in this league. There's about ten teams, and it was perfect. I think it was like a Thursday night, and it was just perfect. They were great guys. Just wanted to play, not overly competitive, but competitive enough, you know. But then we ended up getting in the Europa League at Sportsnet, and then. I couldn't commit. So those are Thursday games. Remember that? So I remember, I, remember a, that. I remember at a charity event and you were supposed to be the goalkeeper. Had a jersey made for you and everything. I played in that one. No, you didn't. It was the one in Aurora. In fact, your buddy sitting beside you as well was supposed to come there because you had a jersey <gasps> made as well, Charms. Did you know anything about it? Did I? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. yeah you well, that was like two I years didn't. ago, right? Yeah, remember all the guys were there. Like Dun Dunfield was there, Adrian Sirio, you guys were like, phone Dunfield came. Yeah, really? There was a shirt made? I can't remember what. That must have been a good reason to miss it because uh, two years ago I would have played. I love, love those games. No, Not now. A few, a few years, years ago. ago it was, more, before COVID, back. right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a while back. Well, I'd, I'd say this about those games, right? And I, I want to give you the average regular dude, Joe perspective right playing in charity games slash celebrity games right when someone like myself go up against former pros right what i realize is just how bad i am and how how good even the most average pro actually is and how they're playing a different sport entirely and even when you know you're playing a little bit you know you play once a week and you figure you can thread a pass get around a pitch until you play against former professionals you have no fucking clue how the game is played so that's how my perspective. When you guys are playing against average Joes, do you realize how shit we are? Is it blatant <laughs> to you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. Do you remember the way we run around the field, the way we move, right? This yes. this was that this was that that uh, charity that I put together. And in, on the pitch was like everybody that played, you know, national team, and we had this big thing of all these guys that played over over in Europe and 
And I remember I'm getting into the middle park. I was in the middle. And we're all just having a little chat. And Adrian Serio standing beside me. I'm having a quick chat. And then Dunlop comes on. And he's standing beside me. And he's just like jumping around. He's like, hey, Jimmy, thanks so much, you know, for the invite. This is great. And I'm so excited. We're just about to kick off. And I went, the fuck are you doing on the pitch right now? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, you, you called Dunlop. I said, I didn't call Dunlop. I said, Dunfield. Dunfield. Get on the pitch. <laughs> this this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah be, be, be regret, regret this story. It's really funny. He goes, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture then later, about five minutes later, him sitting on the bench by himself. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. He looked like a sad puppy. He was just like. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he was already feeling fragile, you know? And then yeah. Jimmy just absolutely just embarrasses him. Beat him down. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, those games, I've got no problem being on the bench and just sitting there and coming off for five minutes. No problem at all, because I know how I look running around the field. And that, that is the biggest thing, right? You watch a, a pro or ex-pro, the way you guys run, you glide around. Even the most, you know, clunky ex-pro still glides around the pitch, right? Whereas people like myself, not in a terrible shape, but I'm like, whoop so clunky and so freaking <laughs> unnatural you know no. no lateral movement my explosiveness is pathetic you know there's nothing to it but then you watch oh some freaking 60 year old who played you know professional oh my god look at the way he moves he just moves differently he's built differently right it really but pisses the, me off it's the efficiency and the, the you're more strategic in your in your movement you see the game you don't have to do a shit ton of running you see yeah there is developing. there is that it's There's your lines. That? There, there is yeah. for sure, but it's more of a, a, a metaphysical thing. My joints he's, just he's, don't he's move all the right this way. Thought into actually what's his next step. He's trying to like, do I put my right foot in front now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Is it right <laughs> arm, right leg, or yeah. is it in opposition? How does my yeah. body like work? when you run and when we were talking about scuffing penalties the other day, and that's nothing <laughs> that really came into our mind, Amy. Like it, like like. He was telling if he was walking up to the spot, he would be thinking about scuffing it. And I'd be like, even the guys that miss, like, it's not what they're never thinking. No, that's not cross. They're going to maybe save or miss the part, not scuffing it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Because it shouldn't uh, be hard, right? It shouldn't be hard to kick a ball cleanly. Right? We've no. all done it. I know I can I, do it. I can. When you run up to like, kick the ball, do you sometimes get your feet all mixed up and you're like, oh, fuck, my left foot's in the rough. <laughs> You know, more, yeah, more and more now. Yeah, when I'm messing around in the field with my, my daughter, like with the ball, like I'm sometimes like, how did I end up on the ground? I, don't, I have no idea. A leg just gave in, gave out or something. It's pathetic. Yeah, but, but in age. those games, one of the last things I'll say is like when you've played at a high level and then you're playing against a bunch of numpties. <laughs> um, some, sometimes if you're, you're looking to, to throw in a juke or a move, the reaction, the expected reaction, if you're, you know, you're, you're, you're feigning to your right to eventually go to your left. Oftentimes people who haven't played the game or who aren't particularly athletic, they will not react in the expected way. And That's it can right. really throw you off and, yeah. and it can lead to some, some pretty impressive collisions, which it's not That's good so for anybody. True. They, yeah, they, never, true. they never fall for your feint. You'll drop no. a shoulder and they just stand there and you're like, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to move when I move. Why are yeah. you standing yeah. still? And they're, they're like, what? They're like, that's unnecessary. You could just walk by me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not that you know, they, 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 they the haven't shoulder. seen the faint. Their brain hasn't told their body yet to react to it. That's what it is. So you faint, you've dropped your shoulder. Yeah. And the, these numpties, like myself, are like, you know, I haven't 
comprehended what you've done just yet. <laughs> and then you go the other way, and I'm still, I'm still on my right foot. I'm like, oh shit! And bang, collision. Yeah. It's like one of those old modems. <laughs> yeah, we're dial up. Like you guys are. <laughs> yeah. I'm simpatico. <laughs> you guys are. I don't know what the new one is, <laughs> but we get the idea. All right, um, let's roll in some uh, some footy pics, shall we? Take it away, Danny Dickio. Jimmy, come on! There we go. Horrible. By the way, before we go to footy pics, uh, is Craig's Wonger okay? Is he still talking? Wonger, you all right? I don't know where he is. He's not in the can now? I don't believe so. There's okay. a fan on, though. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> well, make sure he's not asleep. Did he fall asleep on the, on the toilet or what? Is he pulled an Elvis? Hey, Warner. Oh. What the hell? Why are your shorts and underwear outside the door? <laughs> <laughs> his underwear are on, on, on top of his shorts now. <laughs> oh, he took them all at the same time. So you can just see them just Oh, dumped. boy. So he's just sitting there naked now. No, he's probably overheating the man. I think he's sitting in his closet. Oh, you know, before we get to to footy picks, your last pod, you guys were talking, Jimmy and, and Craig, when you were at that tournament, you were playing cricket in the hallway. Yeah. And it made me think of us at Pan Am Games in 2007. We were down in Rio and there was absolutely nothing to do because we were in Athlete Village and like, I don't remember having a cell phone. Didn't like, didn't have anything. Mm. So I remember one time we had like the, you know, you try you try to eat six saltines in like a minute. Yeah. But you just you don't have enough saliva to do it. So we had. We did it on here, didn't we? One day. We had like repeated competitions about that, which was always hilarious. Um, We had another one where I forced everybody to watch Godfather Part 1 and Godfather Part 2 as part of their education. I was like, you must see these movies. Yes. Which was tremendous. Um, I guess you guys didn't have to worry about shaving your bodies except a couple parts. (laughs) No, we didn't do that. That wasn't a team activity like you guys did. But then another one like... That's that's too bad. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, too bad. Yeah. Um, another one that I that, that I did, so we would take, like, all the venues were a fair distance away from each other. So I don't know how we were getting the Twizzlers, but we managed to have, like, bags of Twizzlers. So on the bus, we'd be sitting there, but before you could actually consume said Twizzler, um, you got to, you or before you had to eat it yourself, you volunteered, like, a body part, and you had to get whipped by the Twizzler. <laughs> like, Red you know, you would, ta- you would, Red. <laughs> It like a towel whip but with the licorice it hurts Ouch. like hell you guys should try <laughs> oh, yeah. it so these are some of the things that we got up to but that particular tournament um was so long and we just so much time to fill and just with asinine things but those are the like they're the best memories so i wonder now about current yeah. teams with well set with your cell phone and how no matter where you are in the world you know you have access to social media and apps and things like that mm-hmm. you you yeah. miss out on all of that stuff abuse that, all the abuse yeah. and stuff yeah but if you leave, if you leave the licorice out team. <laughs> yeah if you leave the licorice out for a day too it gets really dry and it oh, oh that really hurts like, it would hurt yeah, yeah. So you guys have bags of twizzlers whereas whereas jimmy and craig have bags and twizzlers during their uh, shaving escapades apparently but anyway we've we got everything we um all right 
Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Melody. It's for T-Pigs. It's for T-Pigs. It's for T-Pigs. On Footy Prime. Two footy picks here, guys. Uh, FA Cup final weekend. Exciting. Love the FA Cup final. Even when there's two teams that I would rather see them both lose. But hey, what do you want? City United. Saturday, the big one. City, minus 200 favorites. United, plus 500 to win that one. Uh, anyone got a bet or a pick that you want to you delve into regarding this game? Craig? Which, which the, is that for 90 minutes? Yeah. Or result? Uh, that is for, uh, let me go a little bit deeper here. Hang on. Full-time, yeah. So full-time, it's minus 200. Uh, to win the trophy, it's uh, minus 360 for City, and United is plus 260. So what is that in fractional? In fractions? Mm-hmm. What, plus, uh, so what is it? Plus, decimal, it plus 260? Yeah, yeah. so that would be like 13 to 5 type thing. Plus okay. 260. So, okay. I think City's going to do the trouble. Yeah, I think so too. But United over to to lift the trophy is not a bad one too. This is a hey. By the way, don't forget it's the Concacaf Champions League final as well. LAFC and Lyon. Lyon's up two one. Mm-hmm. You guys are picking that one. I'd like to see LAFC. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see an MLS team do it. But Lyon's very good. Is MLS was it only had? Was it only last year or whatever that they've actually won the CONCACAF Champions? They've won it once now in MLS. Seattle. 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 Yeah. yeah, that was the first yeah. time, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. I lost Montreal or close. Montreal or something. I think, DC, I think DC United won something way hmm. back when, when they first started up. But nobody, about, no MLS teams got to the World Club Championship before except for Seattle. Seattle. I think Seattle was the one that won it. No, they did mm-hmm. win it. What about Sharms? Can you see the odds that um, the schedule will have the Women's Champions League final played at exactly the same time as the as the FA yeah. Cup next year? Why? What? The fuck, what? Right? what is going on. on? Like, help yourselves. Help yourselves. Why would, Why would they, they do, do that? that? I have no idea. It's ridiculous. I mean, so the TV networks generally decide these things, right? It just doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Wolfsburg are a plus 550 to win, so massive underdogs. Uh, Barca minus 275, by the way, in that one. Do you expect a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game, Amy? I think that's it's going to be a higher-scoring game, I'm thinking, and closer than people expect. So over three think... and a half goals is, is plus 110, so, so basically four goals in the game. Mm-hmm. You think, uh, think that's that's decent? Yeah, and I think Bon Matti to score is good odds as well for Barca. Because actually, Barca for that game, Lucy Bronze is questionable, and so is Caroline Graham Hansen, who has been lights out for them in Champions League. They like to isolate her on the right, one v one. She's unreal, yeah. but questionable going in that game. Penalties, maybe. Mm, I think Barca still still does it. I think um, mm. not penalties, no extra time, just straight up three two. That's my call. In MLS, I, Montreal. I think, Graham, I think Graham Hansen will score. Mm. Or Barcelona. <laughs> Had I not said her name, would you have known that she played for Barca? Listen, I already know. I know there's a Walsh in the middle of the park as well for Barcelona. There you go. Yeah. I think yeah. Jimmy knows a lot more than we may give him credit for. I think he does too. 
Yeah. But maybe less. <laughs> MLS, Philadelphia, Montreal, and Philly. Montreal coming off a draw. Mid- you know, I really enjoy these midweek full schedules in MLS, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't like all the games being 7.30 on a Saturday night, though. Mm-hmm. I know. That's Yeah, I'm with you. That's the way I the matinee, The matinee afternoon games, and I think more kids can get out to it as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how they adapt next year. They might work that. I would like to see them adapt and adjust mm-hmm. because there yeah. have been, I mean, I've heard you, Craig, loud and clear talking about that, but I think that there's been echoes of that all over the league, that you're sort of eliminating that that portion of your of your population and your fan base. It's yeah, very difficult to bring a young I, kid to a game that late. Yeah. yeah, even on the weekend. And I get why they're they're trying to do it from a, they're trying to be consistent because what MLS has had a problem with TV is like, oh, oh, there's a game on tonight? So there was no real sort of set, you know, Monday night football type thing, you know, yep. they want to set it. They want to be consistent with what they're doing, but I think they can adjust a little bit on the weekends. Why not have a three o'clock bunch of games or, or whatever? I think yeah, have two windows speaking two in windows, the United right? States, the night works better. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. of all Apple's programming around it, right? These big shows they want to put around this big, huge, here it is. What's happening bah, 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 around. And yeah. I, I get that, but yeah, you're definitely, you know, there's a whole part of your your potential audience not getting to see games live. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, in I, Canada, I, Hockey Night in Canada, you're bang up against Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, mind you, no one's watching that right now. Yeah, nobody's watching that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they're still playing apparently. Yeah, well, but you know, Saturday, the, right? the they, they is, start Saturday, but no one's watching Florida <laughs> against Vegas. Not up here. I, yeah, I, I got loved, a bat for Florida, so I loved watching the Premier League in the morning and then an early afternoon MLS game on a weekend. But, and I understand a little bit as well because the those teams, you know, whether you're in Miami, Charlotte, LA, you know, Houston, Dallas, having a one o'clock, two o'clock kickoff, you you can't do it in the middle of summer. Mm. It's way too hot. So I understand them mm. having a later kickoff time. Yeah. And even in Toronto, Toronto in the summertime, a one o'clock kickoff is oh, it's amazing. Disaster. Going, yeah. It's great. It's fun, but. I think the speed of play has kind of gone out the window as well, and it's not not as good as what it is when it's a little bit later. But it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a hard. Screw the players for the fans. I mean, going to be my field. Trust me for like an afternoon, early afternoon kickoff. Oh, it's, in the summer, it's brilliant. Even okay, even late. I'll give you a three thirty or a four o'clock kickoff. It's great too. Um, you go to the you know bar beforehand, have a couple of pints. You know, make that walk down to BMO. It's it's just a fun experience. It's it's brilliant. Uh, one is alive, by the way. He just sent us a text. One oh, is really? a text. Um, just uh, Leeds have officially confirmed they have parted company with Sam Allardyce. So while while Wonga is shitting through the eye of a needle, he's on his phone and he thinks that <laughs> Sam Allardyce leaving Leeds. Because yeah, <laughs> it's a good text yeah. to send. <laughs> why, didn't, why didn't he just open the door and yell? Yeah, yell. <laughs> yeah, big Sam's gone. <laughs> um, so are a bunch of Forest players, by the way. Jesse oh, yeah? Lingard released. What a disaster! Yeah, Sonny over ten million dollars a year. Played seventeen yeah. games, no assists, no goals. Crazy. Got Crazy. injured in January. Never played again. There's a whole bunch of the guys on loan too. Navas is now gone. Uh, Henderson goes back. Yeah. He never played because he got a thigh injury, I think, in January. Uh, Colback's uh, gone. Quickly, over six the, or seven players. Yeah. Very, very quickly here. Got to leave soon. Um, over the, the the picks for this weekend: Philly, Montreal, Montreal minus two, minus one ninety. Plus 475 for Philly. Uh, TFC on the road against Minnesota. Uh, TFC uh, underdogs at plus 320 in that one. Um, hey, Phil Neville got fired. Hey, Dubs, 
Now, you mm-hmm. were right beside him on the sidelines midweek. I sure was. Now, you, you can't be too surprised that he's no longer at Inter Miami. He was a man teetering on the edge. <laughs> I have no, you know, no context for that behavior, but it was just one outburst into another outburst. Slightly unhinged, to be quite honest. You must have known when it was coming. Oh, my gosh. Under pressure, under the gun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you know when you're in survival mode, you know it's coming. Well, he's pissed off, right? Because he could have had Leo Messi there maybe next season. Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. There's lots of rumors out there. Messi leaning to signing with Inter Miami, although they could loan him back to Barcelona then for a year Mm -hmm. or two and then end his career at Inter Miami. So I'm yeah, sure I'll feel that was man. Yeah. He's I, in, I know. Like, you can't go forever. Yeah. Maybe you can. But it's, it's Neville got to work with Leo, though, but Leo Campagna. Just the wrong Same Leo. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Machina Game is like, Leo, Leo, Leo. And then, like, somebody would play a pass and be like, oh, fuck off, fuck off. And I'd be like, holy shit, like, this guy's out of his mind. Even when I went yeah. down there and he was like, quote unquote, calm. I sat in one of two chairs that were available to me near the away team dugout. And I've got the headphones on because I'm listening to the feed. The anthems are about to start. And then Phil Neville's gesturing at me. I'm like, so I like take one of my ear. I'm like, yeah. He's like, is that a spare? Is that a spare? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's referring to the chair. And he just, he couldn't even have a normal exchange. He's like yelling at me about whether or not the chair next to me was available. I'm like, do you want it? Like, I'll bring it to you. He's like, no, 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 leave it there. Leave it there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Phil Neville. Has he been like this his whole, is he like this every game historically? I don't even know. It doesn't seem to be. Like I I said, I have no Phil Neville context other than watching him as a a player. I have no idea how he normally behaves or actually when he, when he used to coach, because he coached the women, right? The, yeah, the England, England women. I don't remember him being that no way. on the sidelines, you know? No. Like, he was way more measured. I don't know if I'd call him calm, but he just didn't seem to be as yeah. as animated and as dickish as he was in Montreal. Mm. Dickish, that would yeah. be the word, right? Because, I mean, some of the video mm-hmm. I saw, I mean, it's, it was embarrassing, man. Like, to get a grip. Do you think that's yep. really a great way to coach your footballers? <laughs> Wow. wow and your son as well yeah yeah but anyway yeah yeah crazy crazy um all right listen we're out of time i've got a jam i really have to but it's been uh it's been an hour look at that dubs an hour that's fun wow. that's a good show um don't forget you can catch all your cpl games this weekend on fubo of course jimmy what are you calling this weekend put draws down it's the best bet in the cpl they do right all games yeah. all the freaking time yeah who do you have jimmy do you know yet? No, I don't know. No, it, just... <laughs> it just shows up. Now I'll tell you what I got. I have. Let me check my Rolodex. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his emails there. He's like, oh, what? I open that email up. You haven't I've opened got up. Calvary, Calvary and Forge tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Mm. 7 oh, o'clock game is nice. Ottawa. That's a good one. Halifax. Forge is Australia. rolling, hey? Again. They're a dynasty. Well, they they lost. They lost to York the other day. York lost weekend, yeah, one nil. Yeah, they're still a dynasty. No, they beat York. Played on Wednesday against Forge, and they beat Forge two one at Forge. Was it two one was it? Yeah. Am I thinking of? I'm thinking of last weekend, right? Yeah. All right. Should have started playing better before the owners got rid of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. All right, everyone. Anything else you want to get to before we uh, 
we jump off? I think that's pretty about right. We're probably good. I think we covered everything. Learned All a right. lot. Thanks. We did. Jamie. We got through a lot. Enjoy yeah. the FA Cup final. Enjoy the CONCACAF Champions League final. Enjoy the Women's Champions League final. A lot of finals this weekend. Next weekend is Europa League. We didn't even get to, uh, sorry, Conference League. We didn't get to Europa League this today. It happened on Wednesday a while back. Jose Mourinho, speaking of managers going off and embarrassing themselves, uh, Jose was going off throughout that match and went off in the parking lot with Anthony Taylor, apparently, the referee. And then Anthony Taylor was uh, attacked essentially at the airport by angry Roma fans. Really embarrassing. Anyway, we haven't got time to talk about that right now. But a big week coming up. We're back on uh, Monday morning. Dubs, Craig, Jimmy, Wonga. Hope you're doing better mate, by, by Monday. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Wonga. Hope you're okay, buddy. Must you right the there. Love you. That's right. You no, played a match. Played a match for Wonga. Amy's going <laughs> to calm down there too. It's just different. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Keep on your fingers. I'll be the Eat more fiber. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Amy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 